that I won't be able to do anything else. I've tried before to hold jobs, but they don't last any more than three days. And then they end up back to this again. Mm -hmm. What happens when you're on the job? It seems like I can't grasp and learn anything. And then I feel inadequate. I just feel that people are looking through me and they can see my past. Mm -hmm. And I'm very ashamed. I just feel people are looking through me and I'm worthless. Inadequate and worthless. Those are strong words for someone to use when describing how they feel. This is Hope for the Heart with June Hunt. We come to you each weekday to talk about life. Life has been different for all of us since COVID-19, and some of you may relate to some part of what our caller feels. June will take her and us through some ways we can break free from despair and hopelessness. This call first aired on June's program, Hope in the Night, before the news of the coronavirus. Right now, let's listen to this program about breaking free and embracing hope as the caller shares how she came to feel so broken. I've been in bondage to a sin in my life for about 25 years. I'm at the point where it's just making me sick. It's prostitution. When you said it's making you sick, are you talking about physical sickness or are you talking about an emotional and spiritual sickness? An emotional and spiritual sickness where I truly want to serve God. I'm fighting with this because it's so hard for me to let go of this. 25 years is a long time. Yes, it is. How did you first get into prostitution? How old were you? About 19. Mm -hmm. Tell me, what do you think is the reason people get into prostitution? Offer any, any ideas you've got. Sexual abuse, beg your pardon? They need, the they need the money, hungry for love. When I had not done any study on this, I was surprised to find out one aspect of this, that it could have been abuse, and there's some reason why. There's always a reason why someone is in any aberrant behavior. It's important to understand that instead of just dealing with what's on the surface of the water. My mother was into it, and she got me into it. Did she get you into it because of the money, or was it because of a sense of control? It was her control. Mm -hmm. Many people make a false assumption that women are prostitutes out of love, and that is not the case. It's an issue of control. Right. It's happened to all of my sisters, one of them is not alive anymore because she took her life because she couldn't take it anymore. There's two of us left that are still into bondage to this. Does your sister want to get out of this? No. Okay. They see it as okay. My mother always says there's nothing wrong with it. And then I say, Mom, it's wrong. When did you become aware that this is sin? About five years ago. What happened five years ago? Came to know the Lord. Did your life change in any way at that time? It intensified what I'm doing and telling me it's wrong. Well, does she sound like a Christian or not? Yes. Sounds like it. She's been deeply touched by the Lord. You don't know a lot about the situation right now, but boy, you sure hear conviction. Apparently, God is really dealing with her. 
But you have to wonder too. The scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things pass away. All things become new. Let me tell you what I really believe in this scenario, in the general area of sin. I do think that there can be a besetting sin that someone has for a period of time. They can become true, authentic Christians. And if this person is a true Christian, there will be all kinds of changes in their lives. There have to be changes based on the Word of God. If any man be in Christ or woman, that person's a new creation. Old things pass away, all things become new. So we know that there has to be pretty dramatic change. This is what you've got to go to next to find out, has there been real change? Or is it that God is doing a wooing work within her heart? We many times miss perceiving, discerning what the real situation is, and we can put a Band-Aid on a problem by addressing the surface issue of, oh, let me help you with this, when instead the real problem is much deeper. It intensified the guilt. Yes. Did your life change in any other way? I became close to God. I started reading my Bible every day, but okay. it didn't change me. Well, here on earth, typically we see dating time or a courtship where there is a getting to know the other person, right? Right. What I'm hearing is that the Lord's been drawing you. There are several references to Jesus being the bridegroom, and we, who are Christians, are the bride. You are getting to know God by reading his word, aren't you? Yes. And what you're seeing is that God will be faithful to you based on his promises to you in terms of meeting your needs. The issue is, will we allow him to meet our needs? Will we allow him to have control? Right. Here's an area that you've been holding on to. It's kind of like saying, oh, I want this relationship, but there's a part of me you can't have. Right. So I think God's been proving himself to you, showing you himself through his word. One of the roles of the Spirit of God is to convict us when we have sinned. But the issue is, who's truly going to be God in your life? Are you going to be God, or is he going to be God? Okay, what is the evidence of true salvation? Change. There has to be change. What would indicate that there has been change? Fruit, okay. Guilt. Yeah, increased guilt, yeah. Is she experiencing fruit in her life? Desire to read the Word. She does have the desire, and she is doing that. But she said, there's been no change. But there is the heart. You're seeing that she's not cold toward the Lord now. She recognizes she needs a changed life. What is authentic Christianity? Is it um, praying and wanting Jesus to save us from hell? I know a lot of non-believers who have done that, and they'll tell you. But they no way want to follow Jesus. But they want fire insurance. The scripture says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. Lord means master, ruler, owner. That's capital L, 
a low case ORD, which means master, ruler, owner. If I give him ownership of me, I can't stay being a prostitute. You see? I've got to be moving. I've got to be changing based on the authority of the Word of God. And we're told, examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you unless, of course, you fail the test? I grew up in a situation where I just assumed I was a Christian because weren't we all? I had no clue of authentic Christianity. And I'm so grateful to God that there were people who talked with me, who walked the talk. They had anchored lives. I sense a humility that you have and even the sense of brokenness, which is positive. Because the Bible says a broken and contrite spirit he will not despise. Give me several reasons why it's been so hard for you to stop the prostitution when you do know that this is not pleasing to God. I have a fear that I won't be able to do anything else. I've tried before to hold jobs, but they don't last any more than three days. And then I end up back to this again. Mm-hmm. What happens when you're on the job? It seems like I can't grasp and learn anything. And then I feel inadequate. I just feel that people are looking through me and they can see my past. Mm-hmm. And I'm very ashamed. I just feel people are looking through me and I'm worthless. So she's feeling what? Worthless. worthless. What else? Shame. But has she been willing to trust Christ? See, that's the problem. She just hasn't yet trusted him to meet her needs. That's what I'll find is so many people, they don't want to be addicted. They don't want to be off course because it's having real negative repercussions. But are they challenged to say, Jesus is the Redeemer. He's your rescuer. Does she have the power source right now to change if she doesn't have Christ on the inside? Not with 25 years of prostitution. That's what she needs. She needs the power source of God on the inside so that she can change on the outside. If you just joined us, this is Hope for the Heart with June Hunt. A quick reminder that the phone conversation you're listening to first aired on June's program, Hope in the Night, before the news of the coronavirus. If you'd like to talk with June on the air, give us a call at 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. Now let's get back to June's conversation with our caller as she plants seeds of hope for a new life in Christ. Do you believe that God knows everything? Yes. Do you believe that he would take the time to make something that's worthless? No. That's right. In fact, the Bible says, Jeremiah 29:11, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. It sounds as though you have responded to the love of God. Yes. But you haven't been able to entrust your life to him because you're holding on to something. It's like you're afraid of the future. And yet he's the one who holds your future. The future that he has for you is what will actually fulfill you. I mean, how fulfilled are you right now? I'm not fulfilled at all. 
Right. Why did you call? I need some guidance and I need some hope. Mm -hmm. I want to do what is right in God's eyes, but I'm having a hard time doing it. Okay. One of the helpful questions for me to use is, is what you're doing working for you now? Are you fulfilled in doing this? And that helps them see it. If it's not working, whatever they've anchored themselves into, whatever they're relying on for their anchor, if it's not holding, if it's not stabilizing them, then it's a misplaced anchor. It's misplaced trust in some idol or some other alternative, but it's not in the anchor that will truly hold and give the stability that she needs. So be aware that at times when you're talking with someone, it just helps them recognize it for you to say, well, is this working for you? On the inside of your life, are you fulfilled? We're not talking about judgment at all. It's just helping them see what God wants them to see. Well, sweetheart, he knows exactly where you are. He is drawing you to himself. He's drawing you to put your trust in him. Because the scripture says, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. It's like signing your name at the bottom of a page of a contract, and then you say, Lord, I let you write the terms, and I'll trust you that you'll do right by me because you can't do anything but that which is righteous. Isn't that true about God? Yes. The issue is he needs to have you. You have responded to some things that you know about the Lord, but he wants you. If you're going to say, I want you to be my Savior, but I I can't let you be my Lord. Well, he is the Lord Jesus Christ, isn't he? Yes. One thing that helps, by the way, this can sound like possibly lordship salvation, which I don't subscribe to. But I do subscribe to lordship salvation as long as you define it my way. (laughs) (laughs) So the controversy is basically this. The way I see this scripture, and I have really poured over it for years, I do not believe in the easy believism. Oh, yeah, Jesus is my Savior. There requires something of us. It's not work, though. It's the heart. He knows if your heart is open to him. He knows if you have a heart yielded to him. And that is what is absolutely key. You know, man looks at the outward God looks at the heart. So what we have to do is realize that when God is looking at all of us, he's seeing the heart. And has there been a heart transplant? There has to be a time where we actually uh, have a change of God's. Instead of me being my own God, I'm going to let him be my God. Now, I wouldn't normally say it that way. I wouldn't have said it years ago. I wouldn't have thought of it that way. But in truth, I was my own God. I mean, I was doing what I thought I should do and everything. I wasn't a bad person in the eyes of the world. I mean, I just, I was moral. But in truth, I ruled my own world. 
it didn't dawn on me to let Christ have control of my life. I'd never heard the concept before. So the issue is, if indeed a person has been born again, there's something that's changed substantially. It isn't just believing in your head about Jesus, that he was a fine historical figure or that he was even the son of God. Satan believes that, knows it full well. That doesn't mean that Satan has ever yielded his will to the will of the Lord. But we're talking about the issue of the heart. That's what we're talking about. What I'm saying is you can trust him totally. He's not going to abandon you. He's not going to make it where you can't live financially. Do you believe that God really, really is all-powerful? Yes, I do. Does he have the power to enable you to get a job? Yes. Yes. In reality, we're the ones who often stymie what God wants to do. He's willing, but he's not going to force us. We're not marionettes where he's just pulling our strings. He's given us choice. And, sweetheart, he wants you. He wants you to trust him. How great is the love the Lord has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. He wants you to come as a child to him, giving control of yourself to him, literally relinquishing your will to his will. Are you willing to do that? His will for you is to be pure. He can purify you if you'll confess your sins. He is faithful and just and will forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. Why don't we tell God what you really want in the deepest part of your heart? Because he's been the one who's been working in your heart. Yes, he has. And you're willing right now to entrust your future to him and give him control. Yes, I am. That's great. Pray with me. God, you know the fear I've had in my life. God, you know the fear I've had in my life. And you know the sin I've had in my life. And you know the sin that I've had in my life. Thank you that you offer to forgive me for all my sins. Thank you that you offer to forgive me for all my sins. Jesus, thank you for your Thank you for your loving sacrifice. Thank you for loving me. Right now, I'm asking you to forgive me for all my sins. I'm asking you, Jesus, to come into my life, to be my Lord and my Savior, and give you control of me. I renounce my lifestyle of prostitution. I refuse to live in that lifestyle anymore. I'm moving from fear to faith. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Bless you. I tell you, that touches my heart right now. <laughs> oh, uh, interestingly, we had another call uh, maybe a month or six weeks ago. Also, 25 years in prostitution. And she said she never practiced in her hometown. She had been going to a Bible study. She really wanted to do what's right, and she'd not been practicing recently, but she was running out of money, and there was a Nevada, is it legal? Yeah, legal there. And so she said there's a big show that will pay very, very well, and she said, I have debts. Wouldn't it be all right for me just to do that? 
And so we talked about what authentic salvation was, and she prayed and received Jesus as her Lord and Savior. The wonderful thing is, for both of them, then they had the power source on the inside, Jesus himself. Just extraordinary to realize change lives, change lives, change lives. And yet what we see is, why are people drifting? There are a lot of drifters around. It's pretty rugged because there are different reasons why people aren't stabilized by Jesus. A lot of it's just pure misconception. Let me ask you a question. From what you just heard, if you were to pick grief, guilt, bitterness, helplessness, what would you say would be the number one thing where she has an anchor someplace else? It's not in Christ. Is it grief? Is it guilt, uh, bitterness, or helplessness? Helplessness. She doesn't think she can do it. Helper of the helpless. Uh, he's going to be her strength. And that's what's so precious. If you have questions about finding hope through a personal relationship with Jesus, call our Hope Care Center at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. You're listening to Hope for the Heart with June Hunt, and she'll be right back in a minute. You can discover more about this hope with our free download or dig deeper with our Keys for Living. It's all found at hopefortheheart.org. That's hopefortheheart.org. Now here's June again with more about hope. We all need a storm anchor in our lives, primarily because at different times we'll be going into a storm, coming out of a storm, or finding ourselves in the middle of a storm. We've all experienced that sinking feeling after our lives have drifted off course. Then we find ourselves in trouble, feeling emotionally overwhelmed. When you have an anchored life, a life anchored in Christ, you cannot be destroyed by a tempestuous storm. The Lord will stabilize you until the storm has passed. His hope can keep you from drifting off course. If we're not anchored in the promises of God, a catastrophic event could send us sinking into a sea of hopelessness. Therefore, our commitment should be this from Hebrews 10. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for God is faithful to keep His promise. Well, that verse is appropriate for the unknowns and unrests we're experiencing today. Again, for more about this one true hope, visit hopefortheheart.org. This message of God's hope can change minds, hearts, and lives, and Hope for the Heart is committed to this mission and ministry. You can be hope for someone who desperately needs it. Here's how. Taking them off my hook and placing them onto God's hook. I did just this, and my dried, hardened heart was softened. I cried to my Father for mercy and forgiveness. It was a cultivating experience, a renewing of my mind, and joy. I had not experienced joy for years. Our mission this year at Hope for the Heart is to help millions on the Internet like Brenda understand how to believe, trust, and apply God's truth to their life. To do this, we have an urgent need to convert more than 100 print teaching materials into videos. Every day, more than 13 billion videos are viewed. People are right now surfing the Internet looking for answers. 
Start your monthly gift of $30 or more today to support this iHelp video project and receive a copy of June's Counseling Through Your Bible Handbook. Make this eternal investment at hopefortheheart.org. Hopefortheheart.org. Well, we know how big of a mission field the Internet can be, especially if people are still being asked to stay at home. Supporting this project is one way to reach out during this time. That website, again, is hopefortheheart.org. For June Hunt, I'm Joe Wolf. Join June on Facebook for daily messages of biblical hope and practical help. And remember that there is hope, no matter the circumstance. Meet us back here tomorrow for more about this hope, right here on Hope for the Heart. 